All right, this is going to be a bizarre episode here. But okay. not a bizarre one. It's going to it's one that makes me super super uncomfortable. Ooh, okay. I'm into this it. This is why. We mentioned a couple episodes ago that I mailed off all these letters to serial killers on death row. Yeah. Which makes me super 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 uncomfortable. I'm and into it. I know you are. And it's for season two. Season two is going to be messages from from cell, from the cell, whatever. Which is going to be an awesome season, but this makes me really, really uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. And then we get an email that says, request me to do a whole episode on profiling serial killers. Ah. Mm-hmm. Which is just... Bizarre coincidence, I guess, that I we mail those off. We decide that season two, we're going this direction, and then we mail those off, and then we get this this email, and now we're doing this episode on profiling serial killers. I'm into it. I know you. I know that you're into it. I'm I'm not. It makes me so uncomfortable. A little bit of adrenaline is good for your heart. A little bit. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about serial killers. We're going to talk about characteristics of, of serial killers. We're going to talk about how to identify them. We're going to talk about what their zodiac signs are, because that was another actually email that we get pretty frequently, is what zodiac sign is the most apt to be a serial killer? What's the most aggressive zodiac sign? Like, there's this, this a lot of questions about zodiac signs, <laughs> which I'm here for. I'm into it, too. I know. I know. So, so here we go. I'm Tracy. I'm Samantha. This is The Suspended Sentence. (sighs) All right. So one of the things that terrifies us the most about serial killers is, is their randomness, right? Like, you could be targeted for any reason at all. Your hair color, because you're attractive, what you do for a living, looking like somebody that they're mad at, like for any reason, like there is no rhyme or reason. There is no, you're a bad person or you're a good person. So you're going to be a victim of a, of a serial killer. Like it is really luck of the draw. You, there, there is no rhyme or reason to it. Unless you're Dexter from the TV show. (laughs) But for real, like it could be any reason, like in all seriousness, there Mm -hmm. is, there is no rhyme or reason behind their actions. You don't have to do anything or be anything for them to, to get you. And that is what is terrifying. That is why it's so scary. Um, although, although serial killer, like their victims are random, they're not really. And I've, I've said this in, in a lot, a lot of episodes that we do, the behavior was predictable. The behavior was predictable. And that's another question that we get a lot of is, How do we know that somebody is going to do something? And we'll do a whole different episode on that, specifically with kids, because there's a, there's a lot to it, but we, but we know, Mm -hmm. right? But, but there are, there are some personality and behavioral, um, characteristics that are very, very similar in all serial killers, clear across the board. Okay. Okay. So first is that most serial killers have some kind of personality um, disorder. Um, the FBI says that it's often either 
they're a psychopath or they have antisocial personality disorder. Okay, the difference between the two is what you make reference to a lot. It's the nature versus nurture. Mm -hmm. So a psychopath is born that way. It's biology. Um, their emotional centers of their brain are underdeveloped, and it's it's a genetic it's a genetic malfunction basically. Whereas antisocial personalities, those are learned. That's learned behavior, and it usually develops either with abusive or neglectful childhood. So that develops as the brain develops, whereas the other one is they're born with it. Okay. okay? So, but also called sociopaths, um, people with antisocial personality diso disorder, they show absolutely no regard whatsoever to right and wrong or good versus evil. Um, they often possess other qualities that are, that are common to serial killers, like lack of remorse, manipulative behavior, and they're very, very impulsive. Okay. Which doesn't do you a damn bit of good if you, <laughs> if you don't interact <laughs> with the person that's about to get you, right? Right. Like these, you have to know the person in order to be able to identify these things. And to be honest, serial killers very, very rarely ever get somebody that they're close to. And which is why... A lot of people, and I've even said this with, with a person that I know that's being tried for, for capital murder right now, I had no idea, no clue, because you're so close to them that you don't even, yeah. you know. You don't, don't even see it. Right. Most people say they're a really nice person or they're really, they were really good or they, you know, didn't see that coming. It, it's a surprise. But that's the manipulation. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So another one, another characteristic is that serial killers are very, very calm, and their behavior is very, very purposeful. Like it's intentional, intentional actions. They don't move without intention. They don't do things for no reason. Even though they're impulsive, their behavior is very calculated, which is somewhat of a contradiction, but but it's a characteristic. Of <laughs> I know it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it seems impulsive, but it's not. They know what they're doing. Gotcha. Okay. okay. So very, it's it's very um, similar to. Have you ever heard the term predatory aggression? Mm -mm. Okay. So predatory animals being in Wyoming. So if you look at like coyotes or wolves or bears, for example, they kill all the time, but they kill to serve a purpose and a need, and that need is survival, right? right. It's the same for serial killer in that. They have to, to fulfill a need. Gotcha. Okay. But it, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So there isn't rage behind the killing of a predatory animal, but a serial killer kills because he thinks that he needs to. Gotcha. Okay. But then there's some that kill because they're provoked or they want to. Right. Okay. Okay. So a person with this predatory, aggressive personality believes that other people are actually inferior to them, which makes it easy for him, him, and I'm going to say him because it's very uncommon for women to be serial killers. It makes it really, really easy for him to justify hurting other people. They don't have normal human empathy, but they're really good at pretending like they do. Yeah. But they don't give a shit. They don't care about how it's going to make you feel or how your family is going to feel or how anybody that cares about you is going to feel. They don't care. 
It's their need. It's about them. It's about satisfying their desire at the time. Okay. At that moment. Okay. So here's an example. The UK killer, um, Dennis Nelson, do you know him? Okay. He killed um, 12, sorry. I think it was like 12 young men. He would strangle them. And then he would bathe and dress their bodies before disposing of them, like by burning them, trying to get rid of them. And he was quoted as saying, I wished I could have stopped, but I could not. I had no other thrill or happiness. Really? Yeah. But that is that lack of human empathy. He didn't give a shit. Right. But then his action kind of signified that he did because he would wash them and dress them up before he burned them. Right. Like, what's the point of that? Right. So it's very contradicting. It's very, very all over. Actions don't match words. Words don't match. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It's chaos. Okay, so another characteristic the serial killers have is the manipulation that I talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're really good, for the most part, of making sure that people don't know that they're being manipulated. Hence the reason, like I just said, made reference to, I can say, oh, I knew that kid. He was so awesome. He was really good. I was so shocked. I, you know, a lot of people say this about serial killers. You've even Yeah, we've said that a lot of times. Like, almost every case, like, oh, he was such a good kid. Oh, my gosh, he was such a great neighbor. I'm so surprised. Yeah, he was so good to everybody. But that is that manipulation. It's this front. It's this front. Yeah. And we all do it to a certain extent, but their extent is, I mean, clearly way out there, right? Okay, so John Wayne Gacy, he... He, for example, he refused to take responsibility for the 48 boys that he killed and Mm -hmm. he buried under his house. He is quoted as explaining what he was being accused of as this. And this is a quote. I would think after 14 years under the truth serum, referring to being in jail and in the court system, had I committed these crimes, I would have known it. There's got to be something that would, would like click in my mind. I've had these photos of 21 victims, and I've looked at them over all these years. I've never recognized a single one of them. That's really funny since one of them worked for you, but okay. Right. Right. But it's that, it's that manipulation. Like, I didn't, I didn't do that, and you'd think that I would remember that. Yeah. Right? So another distinction, and, and we hear this a lot, and anybody could probably guess this one, would be childhood trauma, abuse, neglect. Right? So Mm -hmm. abuse during childhood, it's not a direct path to being a serial killer, but a a lot of serial killers were abused when they were kids. A Radford University study looked at childhood experiences of 50 different serial killers and discovered that 68% of them had experienced some type of maltreatment when they were a kid. Mm -hmm. And duh. I mean, we don't need a study to, I mean, trauma changes the chemical makeup of your brain it's going to change things does it result in serial killers i mean probably not you know there's probably other things right but anyway david hoiser of the childhood trauma recovery he says that psychological abuse in particular has a strong correlation with future behavior children who are shamed or humiliated or punished disproportionately can develop a propensity for cruelty as a direct result of that abuse. Oh, okay. Neglect, too, is a big factor because children who don't experience empathy from a parent or caregiver 
often don't develop that to empathize with others, mm-hmm. clearly, right? People who don't attach, babies in particular, who don't attach to their parents because they're in the foster care system or because they're massive trauma, um, childhood trauma, I just combine those two words, will later have attachment issues in relationships. Right. I mean, that's, duh, right? But John Wayne Gacy, though, going back to him, he grew up with an alcoholic father who physically and verbally abused him, and and he was quoted again as saying, I see myself more as a victim rather than a perpetrator. I was cheated out of my childhood. I should never have been convicted of anything more serious than running a cemetery without a license. They were all just a bunch of worthless little queers and punks. But I thought you didn't do it. But, but that's him regurgitating what was probably said to him. Yeah. Right? He's, ta- he's taking out on other people what was done to him mm-hmm. and to a population that he could control because he wasn't in control of that time. Not just fine what he did because I think he's disgusting. I'm just saying, you know, there probably is some, tr- there probably, not probably, there is some truth behind that. Okay, but childhood abuse, it's not the only thing that, that it by itself isn't going to lead to serial killers or abuse. There are millions of people who are abused as, as children who grow up to be very loving, non-abusive abusive parents, caregivers, members of society. Right. Probably more so than people that go down this route. Um, Kids who come from unstable homes, though, that have frequent moving, being shuttled between foster homes, things like that, may feel like they don't have control over their lives, clearly, and as a double whammy, also don't have time to develop real relationships because they're moved around all the time. So not only will they have control issues, but they'll have deficiencies in, deficiency in empathy simply because they don't have those relationships. They don't develop it because they're moving around and because they're abused and because they're isolated, they don't, they literally have nobody that cares about them. Mm-hmm. So if nobody cares about me, why should you care about someone else? Why am I going to give a shit about you? Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> have you ever heard of Andrew Shikaklo? I'm sure that I, I'm, I was going to say butchering his name, but. Did butcher? Um, he sexually assaulted, murdered, and mutilated at least twice the words there. 52 <laughs> women and children in the 80s in Russia. Oh. He's a nasty human being. Um, he would feast on the bits of genitalia, both male and female, after his kills. Thought absolutely nothing of taking a life. And no matter how torturous it was for his victims, he was quoted as saying this. Quote, the whole thing, the cries, the blood, the agony, gave me relaxation. Gave me relaxation and a very certain pleasure. It's really gross. He's a filthy man. He's horrible. That's really gross. Right. Um, serial killers almost always lack remorse for what they did, what they do. Almost always. They do not feel bad for what they do. You're not ever going to sit down with one and say, well, don't you feel bad about that? And then go, yes. No, they don't because they lack empathy. They lack, they lack that connection, that human connection. They don't care. It's not a human being. It's not, it's not a person. It's a means to an end to fuel a need that they have. Gotcha, yeah. 
Most of the time, though, the lack of remorse is directly related, like I said, to their lack of empathy that comes from lack of, of relationships. Sometimes, if you look at, there are some serial killers, very notorious serial killers, that had phenomenal parents. Mm-hmm. Didn't, um, and I'm probably going to say it wrong, wasn't, um, was it Jeffrey Dahmer or was it Ted Bundy's parents that were, I mean, like, really good parents, really I, tried everything I, that they could to help their son, and he still wound up the way that he did. So this is generally, this is, like, not clear across the board all the time. You can't... I think that when it's like that, though, if they're decent parents, most of the time it's a head trauma. There's head trauma involved. Like, I can't think of any serial killer that didn't have, like, a significant fall or hit in the head really aggressively that caused a head trauma. Reportedly. Those were all reported, yeah. Documented cases of head trauma. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know that. I don't... I'm... That didn't... I don't know. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, But if you're unable to empathize with somebody else, like we just said, if you don't care about me, why should I give a shit about you, right? But if you're unable to empathize with someone who is afraid or in pain because you don't feel those things, you're not going to feel any remorse towards them. You're just just not. Um, Joel Rifkin, do you know him? No? I love this. I'm (laughs) throwing out names you don't know. Um, he called his conviction a tragedy, but later in prison, he got into an argument with a mass murderer, Colin Ferguson, over whose killing spree was more important. Oh. And when Ferguson taunted him for only killing women, Rifkin said, yeah, well, I had more victims than you did. I mean, it's a competition of who, who does that better. It's really cute. Yeah. Then, of course, there's this theory that serial killers are trying to fill an emotional void. Okay, so psychologist Marcy Sertorga says, such people may not have received much love and affection as children, or that they are observed, that they observe others engaging in selfish pursuits and are trying to emulate that behavior as adults. Serial killers in particular are often described as emotionally vacant and incapable of forming meaningful personal relationships. But there were a lot of serial killers who were married, had children, and led normal lives during the day and did this on the side. Yeah. So and Pretty and, much all, most of them. Right. And a lot of them said that their relationship was pretty normal. Yeah. So, so I don't know. But what's interesting about this theory is that also billionaires fall into that. Into that category. And if you actually look up, you know, psychologically look up who's more apt to be that because of the emotional void, it's people who are obsessed with work. And that will, those will be billionaires. Hmm. Right. It's that relentless pursuit of money. It's the same as drugs or murder, just availability, right? But that's, it is very interesting. So psychologists divide serial killers into a group of categories. There are killers who are act-focused. These people typically try to kill because they're the ones that are on, like, some kind of a crusade, like, I'm going to rid the world of prostitutes, or or um, who was um, the bomber of the federal building? Oh, I don't remember his name off the top of my head. 
yeah, I, they have a purpose behind what they're doing, and so they can justify it that way. Like, they did this, and so this is how I'm going to get their attention. It's purpose-driven. It's, it's act-focused. It's act yeah. Um, but killers who are process-focused, these, these are way more sadistic. To put it bluntly, they enjoy watching people suffer. So they torture their victims before they kill them. So this would be like the power and the control. So this would be your John Wayne Gacy's, your Ted Bundy's, your Dennis Raiders, the people that did it, you know, to get off, to show, you know, power and control over people. Um, Peter Shutcliffe. Yeah, I know that name. Oh, man. He was, he, he, oh, he was scary. Yeah. He was quoted as saying, the women I killed were filthy bastard prostitutes who were littering the streets. I was just cleaning up the place a little bit. Thanks, Peter. You're such a gem. He is. He's this kind of killer. Okay. Like they're on a mission. They're power killers. Power killers have sort of a god complex. They kill slowly because the ability to decide how and where their victim will die and in which matter and at what point their victim will die makes them feel empowered. It makes them feel like, like God. Most killers who sexually assault their victims aren't motivated at all by sex or by lust. They're motivated by the feeling of power that they get from the act. What is the best way to completely emotionally kill a woman? Rape her. Yeah, sexually assault. Sexually assault her. There is nothing worse than you can do to a woman than to do that. And that is... But that was inter that was interesting to me for me to read that I mean it's not it's not motivated by sex it's about power yeah and and that's the easiest the quickest and the best way for a man to do that to a woman and that's why it's so very common. Jeffrey Dahmer says he's quoted as saying, "No, the killing was not the objective. I just wanted to have the person under my complete control, not having to consider their wishes, being able to keep them as long as I wanted to." power and control. Jack the Ripper, <laughs> he thought the world of himself. He thought he was just so much smarter than anybody. He thought, and he would taunt the police leaving them letters all the time. Here's one of the letters that he, that he left. Dear boss, talking to law enforcement, I keep hearing on the police, hearing that the police have caught me but they won't just fix me, fix on me yet. I have laughed when they look so clever and talk about being on the right track. That joke about the leather, leather apron gave me the real fits. I'm down on whores and I shan't quit ripping them until I do get buckled. Grand work on the last job. I gave the lady no time at all to squeal. How can they catch me now? I love my work. I want to start again. You will soon hear of me with my funny little games. I saved some of the proper red stuff in a ginger, ginger beer bottle over the last job to write you a note on it, but it went, glue, it went thick like glue and I can't use it. Red ink, though, I think gets the job done. Ha ha. The next job I do, I shall clip a lady's ears off and send it to the police officers. My knife is so nice and sharp, I want to get to work with it right away if I get a chance. Good luck. They never caught him. He was fast. People would be walking down the street and literally all of a sudden the person they were walking past would just be dead. Like two yeah. feet from him. And he would just be gone. Yeah. 
He was like a phantom. And he and he left notes, I mean, all the time. And just, I mean, it was it was funny to him. Mm-hmm. It was it was a joke. Psychopathic killers in particularly in particular though tend to have this grandiose of self and their own self-worth. Like they just just like him, that was a prime example. Like he just thinks that he is all that. And I mean, he, he like you said, he never got caught. Right. So he was he he did it very very well. Again, Ted Bundy is quoted as saying this. You feel the last breath leaving their body. You're looking into their eyes. A person in that situation is God. Everybody thought he was so hot. Everybody thought he was so hot. Everybody threw themselves at him. Okay, so statistically speaking, if you want to profile a serial killer, here we go. And this is not, this is not, every single one is going to meet this, meet this criteria. This is just, this is a profile. Okay, it's not exact. So, there could be serial killers and people that are stalking and killing and whatever that do not meet this description at all. But if you were just to take a, a wide brush and say, who is a serial killer going to be? This is what they're going to be, okay? They are going to be a white man, lower to middle class. In fact, like 90% of serial killers are men. So very, very rarely is it going to be a woman. Most serial killers are in their 20s and 30s, height of their strength, right? Mm-hmm. Um, most mass murders are single or divorced. As children, serial killers will, people who grow up to be serial killers, will have tortured animals. Mm-hmm. More than 60% of serial killers wet the bed beyond the age of 12. Um, many serial killers are obsessed with starting fires. And a lot of times arson will go along with, like, that's where it starts. It starts in, in adolescence or in childhood as starting fires, torturing animals, killing animals, minor little little deviants of breaking the law, talking back. It's, it's that deviant power or um, problem with, with authority figures. Um, Many serial killers and almost all mass killers, mass shooters, have an extremely high IQ. Yeah, we've talked about that before. The Unabomber was a genius. Yeah. Like, literally, his IQ was off the charts. He was a genius. Um, A lot of serial killers come from dysfunctional families and absent fathers. Fathers not being in children's lives is a big deal. (laughs) I will freaking scream that from the rooftops. It's a big deal. Um, and like we talked about before, a lot of them will endure child abuse as a child. Um, the Boston Strangler, did you know that his father sold him off as a slave? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they also have a history of, um, suicide attempts, Mm -hmm. many suicide attempts. Um, Charles Cullen, who we wrote to, just so you know. Anyway, Charles Cullen, um, he was from New Jersey. Oh, you know who he is. Um, he's had over 20 suicide attempts in his life. Oh, wow. Yes. Um, and mass murderers are often loners. They don't have a lot of, a lot of close relationships, a lot of close friendships. So, um, or intimate relationships. So that's the best that you can do is white man, 20s and 30s, low to middle class. I, I mean, 
some guy walks up and asks you out on a date or approaches you, you're not going to be like, okay, hold on for a second. How long did you wet the bed? And have you ever attempted suicide? Like, you, yeah. you're not going to identify these people from walking by them on the street. You're just not. Right. It, it's, you just can't. Sorry. If that's <laughs> what we're looking for, that's, it's just an impossibility. We can't do that. It's just not going to happen. Now, a lot of so sociologists and psychologists will say that serial killers have a type of person. In terms of that, this is what I'm going to say, and this is what a lot of research and a lot of, because I tried to find similarities in, in cases, and it just doesn't happen. What it is is availability, accessibility, and desirability. Right. If you are at the right place at the right time and you look desirable to them, that's all it's going to take. There isn't, it doesn't have a damn thing to do with. They don't with, have a checklist, like blonde hair, green eyes. No, <laughs> bubbly personality, work in a professional field, make six figures a year. They don't give a shit. They don't care. Now, some professionals will say, and a lot of profilers will say, um, that, they de that, that their preferences develop, which is, which is probably true. And it'll start, like, early with, and you've heard me refer to murders like this as practice murders, mm -hmm. where the killer is still trying to kind of find their, their, their identity, their murderous identity, I guess. And they'll kill whoever is most readily available to practice and to see what they like, what, what, gets, what, what gets them off, what, what their deal is. And later on, when they're more experienced, then they'll be more picky on who they kill or what their type is. Okay. Um, Edmund Kemper. Yeah, the co-ed killer. Yeah. He's one of the, your exceptions to your rule, so, because he killed his grandparents as well as his mother. Right. And and there are, there are mm -hmm. some throw-ins there where you can see exactly what I'm talking about here. Yeah. He's, he's tall and scary. Yeah. He was quoted as saying, one side of me says, man, I'd really like to talk to her, date her. And the other side of me says, I wonder what her head would look like on that stick. Yeah. He really likes college girls. So there, there is, they have to be attracted to you in some way. Or you have to be desirable to them in some way. Whether that comes from, you remind them of a mother that used to beat them and they want to kill you because you look like her. Or because they think that you're attractive. Or, I mean, whatever the reason is. But there's a million reasons. Right. right? So the amount... A variety that is in a serial killer's mind of who they would take, this speaks to their impulsive, 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 say that word. Impulsiveness? Yeah, I was trying to say whatever. But yes, that's the same word. They, some of them feel a really strong compulsion to murder. And when that itch comes on, it's just, they just do it. And whoever is there is going to work. While others take a whole lot more time stalking, finding the, the victim. Yeah, the hunt. Exactly. Other killers are more comfortable, like we just said, in waiting for that higher, highly desirable victim, the one that they want, the one that's going to that's gonna give them exactly what they're looking for. But Bundy, for example, he had, everybody said, he had a preference for women with long, dark hair that was parted right down the middle, that was, you know, slender, that had that that fit, the, fit this profile, basically, right? But even he himself said he refuted that claim, saying that, that 
that the only thing that he was really looking for in a victim was that they were young and fairly attractive. They didn't have to be hot. They didn't have to have, you know, size C cups. They didn't have to be a certain weight. He just had to be like, oh, she's hot. Or fairly attractive. Fairly attractive. Yeah, she, she isn't super ugly. And then, remember, he also broke broke all of that when he, he murdered that 12-year-old mm-hmm. in Florida. What, Kimberly Leach? Yeah. Yeah, down in Florida. She was 12. Yeah. So that completely broke his complete pattern yeah. altogether. Right. Pat Brown, serial killer, said this. All serial killers want is to win. They choose victims they can kill successfully. And that's true. Because ultimately, they don't want to get caught. Right. They have a goal. They have a goal. And that goal is back. So that's the best that you can do in profiling a serial killer, unfortunately. I mean, really, all we can do is is educate ourselves and be and protect ourselves the best that we can and teach our daughters to do the same as we're raising them because you're not going to be able to predict it. You cannot predict it. Mm-hmm. There's, there's nothing. I mean, and, and the fact is, is that when somebody, when somebody snaps, they, and I don't even like using the word snap because I think that, I don't think that one day somebody just wakes up and goes, today I'm a killer. I think that it's progressive and I think that, I think that signs are there. I yeah. really do. Yeah. If you're like kid, if you're like five-year-old kid is coming home with like a bunch of dead squirrels and some dead puppies every week, like. Get them help. That might be a red flag. No, it, it, it is a red flag. And get them help, you know? And, but, so on to the part that everybody really wants to know about, Zodiac signs. <laughs> <laughs> Ted Bundy was a Sagittarius. Jeffrey Dahmer was a Gemini. David Berkowitz, Gemini. Kenneth Bianchi, Gemini. Um... Let's see. I'm trying to find some other names that everybody might know here. John Wayne Gacy was a Pisces. Charles Cullen, Pisces. Richard Ramirez, Pisces. So, th- th- so this is my this is my top four. Sagittarius, fire sign. Sagittarius is like they are fiery. They are like <laughs> they are explosive. They are Sagittarius is my number one for for. <laughs> zodiac signs that would that would be a serial killer number two is going to be gemini because that's what evidence shows we've got more serial killers you know in in these in these signs signs than any other ones then i'm gonna go virgo followed by pisces just funny because i'm a so i'm a pisces yeah, and, and I 100% think that you could discard of a body quicker than... Oh my gosh, Pisces are so emotional. That's what's so you funny. Know, They're like, I'm overly emotional. The FBI says that Cancer is the most apt uh, Zodiac sign to be a serial killer, and I completely disagree with that. I, I, I could no, that. let me tell you, I have two daughters that are That's Cancer. I'm saying I believe that it could be Cancers. No way. Now, my youngest, and I've referred to her as the devil several times before because she's just so in her, she is in her power all the time. But emotional as the day is long. And even when I, when I engage with my 11-year-old, you guys, when I say that she is a strong girl, she stands in her, she has got a mouth on her and she is, 
She's also a cancer. But let me tell you, even when she's being super explosive, when I'm like clapping her face and I'm like, enough, now I'm going to take your phone away, she snaps out of it quicker than anything. Cancers are emotional, but they're not, they do not lack empathy, I don't think, generally speaking. I don't know why you're making that face. <laughs> Literally, I, I'm being serious. Like, they're super emotional, and I think that they're, I don't, but I don't, and there isn't a whole lot of people, like, when you look at the serial killer list, like, I couldn't find a whole lot of people on that list that are. That surprises me. Yeah. I, I don't, it didn't surprise me. It surprised me. But, but here's, here's, here's my other thing. I also went to, like, just American serial killers instead of worldwide serial killers because I do think that culture has a lot to do with serial killing and do you agree with that I'd agree with that yeah I really do because honestly like if you look at I mean if you want to be technical about it a serial killer is somebody who kills more than three people with a cooling off period before so if you look at like the the what are they called down in other countries the black girl or whatever where the gangs go in and they kill people and they would be serial killers and I bet their body count is way higher than anything here, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to look at just American serial killers because it's the most applicable to us, right? And the result was this. There were nine serial killers that were Pisces. There were eight that were Scorpio, eight that were Gemini, and six that were Capricorn. <laughs> then it went five Aries, and let me tell you, Aries. <sighs> mm. And then it went Sagittarius. And Sagittarius is number one on my list. I would I would think that Sagittarius would be above Aries. Aries like to fight a lot and argue, but I and they have horrible tempers. But so do Leos. I don't know. Maybe it's just fire signs altogether. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I won't fit together. Um but what's a Pisces? Is that water? It's a fish. Water. Yeah, so that's a water sign. Water is supposed to be calming and cooling and relaxing. That's why, like, I, it's interesting that there's so many Pisces, because I would not put that on my list. Yeah. Every Pisces I know is entirely too emotional. Way more in, emotional than Cancers are. Yeah. So. And super sensitive. And so being that emotional, you'd think that that empathy level, I don't know. So that may, one wouldn't have been on my list. So perhaps, y'all, Zodiac signs don't have a damn thing to do with it. Yeah, no, I mean, no. they probably, it probably does. But, okay. So. But I also did this just to be fair and equal and not whatever. I also did the Chinese zodiac sign. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't even know what I am in the Chinese zodiac sign. Is that I, in, like, the calendar? Yeah. I think I'm, like, a pig or something. Dragon was... I'm going to look it up. Dragon was number one with 20 serial killers. And this is worldwide. This is Ooh, okay. not... Okay, so dragon, and I'm. that's probably what I I don't know. I'm a rat. You Let's are. Hear what you are. Okay, we'll find what I am while I keep going. Okay. Pig was number two with 19. You're a dragon. I'm a dragon. You're a dragon. See, you said I was going to be a serial killer. Oh my gosh. Jeez. I can't even see blood. If I see, I had a small little procedure done two days ago, and I was like my head buried in my hands. Like I cannot see my own blood because I pass out. Yeah. He wore your own blood. No, I could not. I could not. 
I mean, I could. <laughs> no, I could. I could if somebody that I loved or my life was in danger. Like, I could to defend myself, but I couldn't just go out and I couldn't do that. See, that makes me sad, actually. <laughs> um, well, I think that the Chinese zodiac, whatever, I think that that's See, wrong. so you said Pisces was number one, and you're number, number one on that list. Oh, wouldn't that be a plot twist? True crime prod- podcasters turn serial killers. Oh, my goodness. No. We <laughs> have to, no. It's not happening. That would make a good book, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, man, that's book three right there. Okay, so it goes dragon, pig, dog, rooster, rabbit, snake, rat, horse, goat, tiger, monkey, and then ox. Just to be fair and include everybody there. I'd like to notice that I'm really, I'd like to point out I'm very low on that list. What, what are you? I'm a rat. You're a rat? Well, there's still 12 of you. There's only eight more of me than you. That's quite a bit. <laughs> that is quite a bit, actually. Um, do you have any questions about that? Yeah, I think you did a good job. Was that, I mean, did I, I don't think that I answered any question because, like I said. You can't. You can't. You can't. And that is what makes, and we'll circle right back to the very first thing that I said when we started this. We'll circle right back to that. It's what makes serial killers so scary is their randomness. There is no rhyme or reason. There is no type. There is no... It is what it is. All you can do is educate yourself, protect yourself. We're going to do a whole other episode because we also got an email requesting this one too. Um, But about how women and men, and I love that a man asked that question, um, about ways of being more aware and new trends in crime. So we'll do a whole episode on that one. Um, Probably in, I don't know, a few days, maybe next week. I'm here for it. But awesome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for bringing all that research. Absolutely. Y'all stay safe. Bye.